Good morning, good morning, and welcome to your business in digital. So excited to be here. How are you ladies this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Awesome, awesome. All right, so let's get this show kicked off and let's, let's go. <laughs> I love that intro. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? So shout outs to Juma because that is an original, original sound from Juma. So I'm excited every time I listen to it because I'm like, oh my God, it's so real. <laughs> Right. So, all right, guys. So we have to do a recap this morning. Okay. Um, the recap of last week's show. So your business in digital, as you know, if you are joining us on a podcast, if you're joining us on YouTube, as you know, your business in digital is where we really help you translate your business into digital, right? All the things that you're doing offline to get that money in the bank will help you think about how that works in digital. And our last show was awesome. That the guest Dana, <laughs> Dana, 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 right? You know, I have to say things three times when it's so good. <laughs> Dana Burke Hayes was awesome. Dana Hayes Burke, right? It, that show was so awesome. If you guys did not see the show on Wednesday, go back and check it out. Dana is a small business owner. Uh, she is just so freaking awesome. What I loved about her is that how she's translating her business to digital, how she understands her target audience, how she really, really understands these platforms, these channels, how she's using Instagram versus how she's using LinkedIn, what she's learned about YouTube so far. I mean, she was, it was like, it was like, are you a digital marketer? What do you do? <laughs> Because that's, as a small business owner, you have to really understand all the moving parts. You don't have to know exactly how to do them, but you should understand how they work together. And I think now that she's ready to move forward with an agency or work with someone else, she understands all the things that should happen that, you know what I mean? That shouldn't happen. She understands the metrics. So she has a great overview of that business. I mean, ladies, you guys, you guys all had so much fun. <laughs> Oh my God, it was so, so much fun. And, you know, I really appreciated her perspective, um, being somebody, you know, in it, I went home, I had homework, I went home and I, I was like, listen, I think I need to up my game. You know, it, just, it, it had me writing notes like, okay, do I have this? Do I have that? You know, so I really, really think that her perspective was so great. And what I loved, what I absolutely loved about it and what I loved about her, what she said, she's so intentional but intentional with such a very specific goal. She has, she is very clear on who she wants to speak to and who she does not want to speak to. And mm -hmm. that is critical because remember me being the finance person, I'm like, because if I don't know who I'm talking to, I'm wasting money, am I? So she's very intense. So I could see, you know, very, a lot of structure is in place, but that intent and that goal of where she wants to take the business, love it, love yeah. it. 
What, what I liked about what, you know, one, you know, she is in our community and she, she participates all the time with us. But what's clear with Dana is that, she, you know, she's been around and as a small business owner for 10 years and her business has evolved over the course of time. Her voice and her talk track has evolved over the course of time as digital has evolved. So has she to be around and be consistent and a thought leader in this space as the evolution has happened. And that is, is a testament to what it takes to be sustainable and profitable for the long term. So if you haven't listened, go back and listen to last Wednesday's show. It was phenomenal and check her out on YouTube and LinkedIn. She's got, and Instagram, she's got quite a lot of content that's worthy of your attention. All right, let's see. Are you all hearing me? Good morning, everybody. Ah! <laughs> yeah, Dana, having Dana was so great. Good morning, everybody. I had a little technical difficulty this morning with my sound, so back on stream. But just as Andrea said, I love the intentionality. She sounded like a marketer. She understood the impact on her business, and she understood it in a very, very, very deliberate way. So it was great having Dana on. Not much to add for me there. <laughs> All right. One thing to add, go check out last week's show last week, Wednesday. It was amazing. And you will gain so many insights um, from that show. And Andrew, I think you're right. It made me do homework as well, too, because some of the things she said was YouTube and how people go to your website. And then we started thinking about that. Right. So we had a meeting this week that turned into, OK, so going back to our very first show this season, your website's not a magazine. So how do we now if YouTube is a place that pushes to the website? then what do we need to do in that website space to really make sure that people can binge? Because if they're spending time there, and she said they're going to at least six pages on her on her website, which is unreal. So it means that that's really the nurture that's happening. YouTube to the website where I'm interested in your service. So she really set forth a clear customer journey that had me thinking, okay, we're not necessarily prepared. You can go to our website. It's a good website. But are we really moving you from YouTube to the website in a seamless way that makes sense? And when you get there, you feel like I should be here. So it gave us some homework as well. So Dana, <laughs> come back and give us some more homework. <laughs> come back. Come back. You're whack anytime. All right. So let's get some things out of the way. So all right, guys, you have to connect with us, okay? Your business and digital. I want you to share this show with a small business owner, with a CEO, with a CFO, with a sales team. I want you to share this show with them. Let them know that we are talking about how to effectively translate their business into digital so they can see that money in the bank. That's why we have Andrea here, because we got to be focused on the finances. And that's what's important. We understand that a lot of times you're doing digital activities, digital marketing activities, but it's not you're not necessarily seeing the ROI. And we want you to get to that place where you do these activities and you see the ROI. So that's why it's important that you connect with us. That's why it's important that you share with small business owners, uh, share with medium sized business owners as well too, because they can all learn something from this show. We're bringing in people to talk about what they're seeing, what works, and we're walking you through the structure of what you should be thinking about when you're working with an agency. Okay, so check us out on YouTube. 
we are trying to build our YouTube following. So subscribe there first if, if you like YouTube. If not, that's okay. Check us out on LinkedIn. We are Your Business in Digital on LinkedIn, at, on YouTube. And then, of course, we are in a lot of places, their podcasts. So check us out on Spotify, on Apple, uh, on Amazon, and on Google, right? So many places. I love that. <laughs> and then the other thing is don't forget to take our quiz. We want you to assess the effectiveness of your online presence. If you scan the QR code, it'll take you over to our quiz. And that will really give you some insight into how is your online presence performing for you? Is it truly doing what it's supposed to do for you, right? Your online presence is supposed to be another part of your business. So what it should do is that it should drive revenue just like the rest of your business. It should be tied to your business goals. It's just another stream of income in that same, that same pie. So I want you to look at it holistically. So it's important that it's doing the right thing for you. So test the effectiveness of your online presence and see what you find out. You could have a strong online presence. And then from there, you get to really go up, try new trending things. You could have a weak online presence. That's okay. This gives you a blueprint of all the things you should be doing. And you can have a medium online presence. Still, there's always room for growth in the digital space and there are always new things happening. But what we want is how do you make it as effective as possible? Scan the QR code, take the quiz, take the quiz, take the quiz. <laughs> Did I say that enough times? Jake, <laughs> follow us. We are where you are. Oh, 100%. I'm getting better at the call to actions, right? You are. You so are. Like, I'm cheering you on, you know? Like. You're right. You know, I used to say this in the beginning when we first started this show. It was really fleshing out the content and it was just like, where are we going to send people? Right. So it's just like you're thinking about your sales journey, your customer sales journey. So are we, right. We're thinking it through, but what's the right next step. And then we started to figure it out and I'm like, okay, I need to say it. I need to say the call to action. I'm going to do the call to actions. And now I'm committed. <laughs> Don't ever get me committed. <laughs> All right. All right. There's a lot of commitment. <laughs> I can be committed to a different. All right. I'm going to pull back. And <laughs> I haven't even used any sound effects this morning. What is happening? <laughs> no one asked for sound effects. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Okay. I'm going to let me not OD. <laughs> Good morning, chef. How are you? Take the quiz. <laughs> I think that's my Oprah voice. So, okay, we're going <laughs> to we're going to pass it over to What are we doing now? So, we're moving into one of my favorite. I love this because, you know, I love the hot topic segment because, you know, especially because last week Michael talked about Fenty, which we all love so much. <laughs> so, all right, this week is not about Fenty, but we love hot topics because this is where we get an opportunity to share with you and talk to you about what is happening in the industry, who is doing something really cool and digital, and here are some ideas and lessons you can take away from it. So it's not just about, it's a hot topic, it's about what can you learn from this as a business. So, Guys, what is going on in our Hot Topics world today? <laughs> we are talking about binging. That's what we're talking about today. Binging or not to binge. And as a, as a, uh, as a, a small business owner, how should you move into this? What, just that topic actually came up uh, as a result of 
just something that I, I noticed uh, actually through uh, LinkedIn, and it happened to coincide with something that Tamara and I and uh, the group were speaking about on uh, one of our post-show conversations, and it was about binging. Do we binge, watch a specific show, or what our plans were for the weekend? And, and coincidentally, I ran across this Wall Street Journal article that was speaking about streaming services and them trying to determine the best way to release their content because as they're trying to keep their subscribers they're they're going through different learning curves as well um if you don't mind moving to the next slide what we're talking about here is that when we as consumers are trying to figure out where we want to consume our content we are involved in many month-to-month -month subscription service offerings and because of that many consumers are hopping from one service to another. Think about it as if you are channel surfing and you're moving from one channel to another, many consumers are surfing from one service to another and moving out of that subscription, that paid model into another. And what that is doing is it's forcing these streaming services like a Netflix of the world and HBO Max to reacquire that customer. So they're paying more to reacquire that customer that they thought they already had for the long haul. Now, where this is coming to question, and if you move on to the next slide, is that we are, uh, what they're trying to determine is, do they release all of the content at once? Think of Succession or think of House of Cards or any of the other um, shows that you've watched where you've had every one of the shows within that season to look at in one weekend or in a very short period of time, or they're encountering, should they look at their information as a week to week offering and, and pushing it out on a more uh, consistent basis and timely and at the same amount of time, or as they did with uh, one show where they released half of it at one point and then re released a second component of it. One of the shows that they, they brought to the table was when Netflix brought um, uh, Squid Games in. And would that show have been as successful as it was if they had not put all of the episodes up front at once? So how does this relate to us in small businesses? Well, our customers, we as, as people who are in this space, especially in social media, we are binging as well when we see information for someone that draws interest to us. So one, be consistent and relevant, provide relevant content at all times. If you're going to post something, make sure that is something that your people in your community wants to have. Um, keep your prior content accessible. As you know, when you are looking at something, when you find someone that has given some really good information, you're scrolling backward and looking at and, and looking at their prior information until you're exhausted with whatever they posted. Well, if you're doing it as a consumer, then someone wants your content in the same way. And the third point, be strategic and let that data guide the decision that you're that you're putting out there. One of the things that, that Tamara speaks to here, we speak to often, in information that you see that we're speaking of here is intentional. We're putting forward information that we know is information that you as consumers are looking for because we've done the research to figure out what you're asking for. Um, now, keep in mind, that your stats may vary pending their point of entry. YouTube statistics may be different from LinkedIn or TikTok or Instagram, so pay attention to that. And the seasonality of it may be very different, so you have to be 
willing and able to be fluid and to be able to pivot based upon the information that's out there for you to your your consumers are looking for. So what do you guys think? I mean, we were literally just talking about binging a TV show and all of a sudden I see this and then the stats behind it were just not surprising, but when it was placed in front of my face, I, I, I stepped back for a second and said, well, I can see easily the transition between what we're watching on TV as a consumer or not TV, even, you, you know, pick the, uh, the device. But I found it really relevant to what we are doing in this world and the struggle that we have determining what do we put out there? When do we put out there? How much of it? How often? You know, is it real, real that we still want to have it out there? And it's uh, something that we've done a year in the past. So this uh, the statistics are saying, yes, you better put it out there. You better put Absolutely. it out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Services, what we're also seeing is the learned behavior, right? So they're teaching new behavior. So they had to get to this place of, yeah, I would watch content in one week and then I would get rid of the, the, the streaming service. I'm like, okay, cool. I caught up, I watched it, I binged for the weekend. And now I am back in actually a behavior that I understand. I'm back in TV behavior, right? Which is every week the piece of content comes out when there's a season. So it wasn't a it wasn't a huge adjustment for me. Uh, but it's so they're also changing our behaviors as well as they look to make sure that they are maximizing their profits. Um, and so you're hundred percent right. When people find good content, they usually tend to go back and watch the seasons prior. They go back and watch the information. So front loading all the mm -hmm. content and getting the minimal views in the beginning, it's fine because what you're doing is you're actually preparing for when, when you do, you know, go your version of viral or you get the right amount of traffic coming mm -hmm. to that space, you have that content ready in the right spaces. And then you're able to also get them on a schedule and say, hey, we're going to release content every Monday and Wednesday at 7 a.m. <laughs> you're going to be able to watch that content. We're going to shut the season down in June, but we'll be back in September. And in the meantime, we'll give you bite-sized bits of that content so that you can start, you can continue to be engaged. So it's really the same concept. And I think we're doing that. And if you are just, it's really how you think about the content. And I love the idea about the statistics and how you have to, when, when is it that you'll have that more statistics, better statistics. And then sometimes it might be a little bit like, hey, the numbers will be a little bit down while you're out of season. But knowing it's also the promo pieces that go back into it. So streaming right. is such a great example. And you brought up a really good point about the marketing aspect of this as well. What they're, they're, they're saying is that, sure, uh, I, I think it was House of Dragon, or I forget the name of the real the name of the show. They waited two years two years before putting out the next one. But you bet the moment they started, they, they gave us the date, they, you know, the sticker shock of, yeah, you've got to wait two years for the next one. But as they were moving into it, they kept, they started replaying the old ones. They started giving little highlights of the next one. They gave us what the date was and said how many episodes it will be. And it, you're right, it just picked up. People binged on the prior, the past information and were locked in for the next ones as it came through. So it is the marketing arm of it also. So you have to be intentional. That's what this told me you have to be intentional. Your old information isn't old information. It is still relevant, but you need to push it forward and you need to tie it together to make sure that there's a seamless through line for all of your content. I, I love 
of that. And I mean, I actually see it in two ways. I see it even as a person watching one of the apps. You know, some when they release a new movie in in the theater, the old the ones before they tend to be trending on the app, right? And you see them come back up as trending. So you know, if it's Black Panther, if it's one of the Universal um one of the those superhero movies, all the ones before in, the, in leading up to it, they start popping up in your feed. So I see that from I I see that and and now I understand. Okay, that's why because you know you spark the interest. And you people now go back to say, oh, let me go watch the other one before. Similarly, from a small business, I actually, as a, as a user on these apps, when I look at businesses, I actually like to see when I go on your page and I just scroll and I'm just seeing content, content, content. I think there's, a, there's something in, in uh, I don't know if it's a psychological thing that says, oh, you must know what you're speaking about if you have all of these different things and you binge and I binge and I say okay let me and I watch the first five or six videos that appear and it says it it says okay I like your I, I like what I'm seeing and then eventually I click follow right so from a small business perspective I see that binging happen and sometimes I see it on my own page where I see people go in and when you get your notifications so, um, this person like 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 and like they went and they looked at all the videos and you just see it coming up like, 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 save. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you clearly went through and looked at all of my videos. But um, that helps to establish, okay, you kind of know what you're talking about if you have all this content. And the front, like, as Tamara said, that front loading um, to, to establish that I could talk on this all day. <laughs> I think it's what it says. The what I think also is happening, the intention behind them, uh, behind the scenes, everyone thinks that it's they're just serving it up to you, but they're attaching keyword terms to it. They're push, intentionally pushing the information for it so that it is going to pop up in your feed, in your for you uh, and your suggestions because they've intentionally done the work to make sure that, that those components happen. So it's great that they're serving it up to us and putting it at the lines, uh, you know, our view, you know, right in, in, in our face for us to, to, to absorb. But as a business owner, know that that's intentional. They've attached the keywords and they've served it up. So plan your strategy. So those things do show up at, in, in the face of those that you weren't in sometimes in some spaces not even looking for. Remember you, when you're in some of these streaming services, they'll also serve things up to you because, because you've watched some other content that's similar. So that's just not happening by happenstance. It's because somebody is behind the scenes making sure that happens and serving that up to you in a fashion to go along with something that you find interesting. So don't think it's just happening. It's based upon your actions and the way you absorb content and how they're feeding based upon keyword terms. It's always selling, baby, always selling. I got to drop my two cents into this mix because when I saw this topic, you know, in streaming services, one of the most highly competitive areas we have seen digitally, right? We started off with just a handful and now it's you buy a smart TV and it's it's literally ridiculous how much information as a small business, what my takeaway is, you know, what in that customer journey is bingeable content for you, for your customer, right? So are you giving them content that takes them through how you, how you even work with them or how you solve a problem or how you complete a project? 
So this is when we bring it back to small business. How, how does, what does that bingeable content look like for us? For us, as Tamara said, it's every Monday and Wednesday at 7 a.m. right here, right? And it's that bingeable content on, we're trying to give that bingeable content on marketing and marketing operations, finance, sales, and how they impact your business. So it really does speak to that change in behavior, that, that overall change in behavior. I absolutely remember when Netflix decided to, you know, kind of release things week by week, just like went back to TV behavior and people lost their minds, right? <laughs> they were like, what? I have to wait? That, so think of that in terms of your customer. Your customer doesn't want to wait for a solution. They want that solution. You know, they want it laid out in front of them as best as possible so that you can just, you know, get to what you want to get to, which is solve, right? So great hot topic. I think lots yeah. of relevance here, lots of takeaways. Happy. Yeah, really great topic. Good morning, Dana. How are you? She's like, this is an interesting morning. topic, a very interesting perspective. We talked about you this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a strong, strong topic. I love this hot topic. And again, how it just, it's so relatable and we're mm -hmm. all going for it. Mike, I love when you said that. You're like, once a week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not, not that it was my, my personal reaction, but you know what? <laughs> It was absolutely mine as well. It was, it was absolutely, absolutely mine. mine. I'm watching Succession right now. And I said, what do you mean I have to wait until, like, I, I had to catch up two seasons and I'm finally caught up and on the, I'm on the fourth season. I was like, what do you mean I have to wait until next week? For this episode. But what I learned too when I was going to the articles, they are, you know, both HBO, Netflix, pick one of the services, they're learning what that that readable time is too, that, that watchable time. It went from something like 45 days, but when they started releasing it different, it took a dip for a moment, but it, then it went back to 103 days. So they know that that's the window that it takes that that content will be viable and the possibility of losing a subscriber is at that point. So they know that they, they need to do something to still recapture that attention with a different show or something that's going to maintain their their viability and, and that acquisition so they won't have to reacquire them again. And that cost of reacquisition is as high as there there is getting a new subscriber. So that's something for us to think about as well as how do we keep people engaged to keep them at the lowest cost of acquisition. I thought it was just a really interesting and timely base. I mean, we literally just had a conversation about binging shows. 100%. I think it's a really great conversation. And I love when we are able to connect things that are so relatable back to the small business. So really great topic. Yay. Wait. Oh, yeah. So excited now. I keep forgetting. You know what I mean? <laughs> together in my minds. <laughs> All right, enough sound effects. All right, so really great hot topic. So we are moving on along. Today we are talking one of my favorite conversations, you know, as we move into our go beyond the like segment. So go beyond the likes. What is go beyond the likes? Go beyond the likes is where we take you really into the strategy portion of the digital marketing, right? We want you to move beyond those likes and follows because those are some vanity metrics. Dana talked about it. Go back and check out her episode on Wednesday. We want to get you past the vanity metrics to the real heart of the digital marketing. What's working? What's not working? What are the strategies? What are the things you need to do? What do you need to adjust? So this is what we do here in the go beyond the like section. And today we are talking about digital marketing 
optimization. So this is one of my favorite topics ever. <laughs> Because optimization is really the heart of digital marketing, right? It's how to really measure and improve those results. Um, it's the heart of digital marketing because with optimization, you're in that space of fixing the things that don't work, constantly tweaking till what you find is that formula that works best for your business. With digital marketing, it's you find a formula, right? And when you find that formula, a lot of times you're not you're just refining that formula. You're not doing a lot of new tricks. Sometimes you, you get to a space where digital marketing has always been this shiny object of like, oh, I gotta do this and I gotta dance and I gotta perform and I gotta do the TikToks and all the platforms and all the channels. Actually, no, you have to find where your customer is and you got to keep talking to them and then you got to talk to more of them. And then you have to say, you have to give them the message and you have to give them the same message, refine the pain points. You're always optimizing the thing that works. And you could probably run that strategy, that same strategy for two to three years and test new things and add that into that magic formula. So that's what optimization gets you to, to that place of really that money in the bank and the ideal formula for your business to drive revenue. So I know I said a lot there, <laughs> just the intro slide, guys. <laughs> Any thoughts about optimization? You know how Listen, I feel Optimization about it? is, you're right. It's, it's, you know, we are doing regular optimization for this show. And it's, it really dispels that myth that, well, marketing is set it and forget it, right? It's not set it and forget it. It's learn along the way. So yes, you come mm -hmm. in and you start off with a strategy. You have clear goals. But I think this is a piece that, as you say, we miss this piece that is an ongoing activity. It's absolutely ongoing. And what it is doing is really understanding more and more and more depth based on data, who your best customer is, how they consume information mm -hmm. and how do they convert eventually into a customer, right? Mm -hmm. So you just want to improve those ratios as you go, those CTRs, those time on site, mm -hmm. et cetera. So that optimization, you're right. It, it's exciting because that's where you start to see the needle move, right? I love it, I, I love it because it's where you really make your money work for you, right? That is where you start to tweak. And it's not just about spending a whole set of money on digital marketing, but it's about truly how do you maximize it now, right? And like Tamara said, you know, it's big, shiny object. So, okay, big, shiny object, and you spend your money on it, but how are you truly um, helping it to work for you? This is where the optimization comes in now to make those adjustments, to just make the spending worthwhile, you know? So, love it. All right, Michelle, you good? Are you frozen? Okay, you're not. <laughs> it's a man Monday. It's a man Monday. It's all good. <laughs> all right. So, guys, we have some slides for you. So, if you're on the podcast, we have some really cool slides. So, definitely, if you get to check it out later on, check it out. So, first of all, we start off with what does digital marketing optimization even really mean? So, sometimes you hear that word optimization and it kind of 
be overwhelming, right? It's like, what do I need to do to, you know, what is this optimization thing that we speak of? Is it search engine optimization? We use that word a lot in digital. So let's simplify. It's simply the process of really improving efficiency in all your marketing activities, all your digital marketing activities. But you want to think about, when you think about all your marketing activities, you want to be optimizing those things as well, right? You're finding efficiencies. So as a small business owner, that's something that we probably do really well, always finding efficiencies. So how do you take your marketing or your digital marketing and look at it from that same lens? Finding those efficiencies so that you can get to that place of more money in the bank, right? More return on your investment. Uh, and it's those little tweaks. If you're running ads, for instance, you start off running ads, you start off with, let's say 50 bucks, you're running the ads and you start seeing, hey, you know, people are clicking through, but they're not taking the action that I want them to take. They're not signing up for my lead generation, my lead generation, my lead magnet. <laughs> um, they're not doing what I want them to do. So at that point, you kind of have to pause those ads and say, okay, what is, what do I want? What do I need to change? They like the ad, they're clicking through, they get here, something's wrong. They're not spending a lot of time on my site. So they're may, they may not be, they're not seeing what they want to see based on what the ad is saying. So I need to optimize that and get that to a more efficient place where I can actually get people to take the action that I want them to take. So it's really about those efficiencies, right? Uh, what are your thoughts there, guys? Oh, I'm a living, breathing example of that. You and I, you know, we did this for Lanyap. And as we put in thought that we had the right keyboard terms that we were going right at the right target audience, but we had not refined it enough. And the data showed us exactly what we needed to do, that we were on the right track, but just needed to refine it a bit more to accommodate the audience that I was seeking uh, as we were searching and trying to promote my calculator. So it was something that we had to refine and, and change the target audience. Well, the target audience was corrected. We just needed to refine that a bit more to make sure that we were uh, making some sense of things. And then I also had to deliver a component of it too. I had my own uh, homework to do for the no like trust factor. But when uh, that information was served up to us, the data showed us where we needed to then make the next steps for the optimization. So folks, we do use Monovan Digital too for our own, you know, we're not just partners here, but we help each other out and we serve each other well. So Monovan Digital, I am going to give a review on them as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> no self-promotion here. <laughs> I love it when the clients speak for us. So we are at Monovan Digital. Okay, now slide two. So why is it important to optimize your digital marketing strategy? Really and truly, it's important because you want to get the best results. You want to hit your target audience. And that means that you kind of increase your chances of gaining more loyal customers. And then that increases your opportunity for more revenue in the bank, right? When it's when things are really optimized and you have that, I like to call it the magic formula. Every business has a magic formula. So that's what you're looking for. You're looking to get to that place of what is my magic formula? I talk to so many businesses that find their magic formula in the beginning, but they really get past that and start doing all these shiny objects because they're like, yeah, it worked, but they didn't optimize it, right? They didn't go back and optimize it and they didn't realize that they already found the winning formula. So they're looking for something else. If that thing works one time, then you have to look to say, what, what about it worked, right? If your mom didn't buy it <laughs> and it was an actual customer, 
<laughs> you want to think to yourself, what worked here and how do I optimize this to get to more people? Why was this person my the right customer for me? You want to find all those things and start working backwards to understand how can I optimize this to reach more of that target audience? Because that's really where you need to be when you're optimizing. And that's why it's important. I'd like to add to that, that why it's, why it's important is because to borrow from what you always say, tomorrow, people are wild cards, right? So you have your plan, you have your strategy, you have your goal, you have your strategy, and then you have your plan, and then there's reality. And that's why you have to optimize. Simple as that. And if I might add two cents onto this, one of the things that I think, Tamara, you said that is really key is that you have to stick with your plan for a moment. You can't just move off of it. You have to be prepared to sit in the seat and let the stats work and tell you where you need to go. One day does not make a trend. Allow the information, you have to sit in it for a moment and allow the statistics to work. Then after a set time in your digital marketer will help you to understand what that window is. And from that point, understand where you need to pivot or if you need to just refine a little bit to make the, the information, the optimization work a bit better. But the, the key is sitting in and being patient. And the patience is, I think, when I'm working with my clients, I find the most difficult component for them because they want to be part of the immediate gratification society. And that's not possible in this space. You have to allow the allow it to work or your strategy means nothing. It, it doesn't you know, ebb and flow because that new shiny thing is the thing that you want to do. You've set your plan. You've done the homework. Allow it to work. I'm going to give some applause for two things here. Right? Michael said, there's your plan and then there's reality. <laughs> for sure. And then Michelle talked about the amount of time, right? To, yes, you cannot just do it in one day. While digital marketing is nimble and it's quick, you get the results. You really need to run things for a certain amount of time to understand. But you can start the optimization because very early you can start the optimization. If it starts the numbers give you information and you start pulling that out, you, you can start making changes, but you do have to run it for a specific amount of time to get to the heart of the data. So I, I really love those two points, guys. <clears throat> so point number three is, you know, as a small business working with an agency, right, where do you get started with the marketing optimization? And this is what we want, you know, the CFOs to understand, the CEOs to understand, the CMOs, um, you know, the small business owner. What we want you to understand is that you need to get to that place of those clear benchmarks for your business. Uh, industry best benchmarks are important as well, but you want to get to your benchmarks. Where are you right now? What is your current state? Uh, under that understanding that current state is really going to help you know where you can grow to. And that's why we talk about our quiz all the time, shameless plug, um, <laughs> because our quiz gets you to current state, uh, understanding where you are in the moment and your clear benchmarks. So I'm at this space, here's where I am. Um, and that allows you to also understand very quickly what are the areas of improvement, even before you start moving into the next the strategy? Uh, and we'll talk about that in the next slide, right? We'll talk a little bit more about uh, how to, where you go to next. But 
understanding your benchmarks, you see certain things right away and you can say, man, I am, I need to improve this. So for instance, time on site, uh, or for instance, the amount of traffic that's coming to your site. If you understand your goals are, let's say $10,000 on a monthly basis, $20,000 on a monthly basis. And you know that for you to get to that $20,000 on a monthly basis, you need at least 100 people to come to your site and you need probably 5% of them to convert. One of the things you'll see right away is you can look at once you benchmark to see how many people are coming to my site on a monthly basis. If only 10 people are coming to your site on a monthly basis, guess what? <laughs> right away, you understand that that benchmark of 20 people coming to my site, I'm not even beginning to hit the target because I need to have at least 100 people coming to my site. So the first thing you get to fix is improve is how do I get the right people coming more, more of the right people coming to my site, right? Love it. So you can't manage what you don't know. And I think, you know, understanding the asset, that assessment, that speaks to me. It can't help, you know, and even as a CFO, especially, you can't help if you don't know what the numbers are saying, if you don't know what is, what is it that we're trying to achieve. And that example is a perfect example of how you would now translate those marketing things back to a CFO to say, well, this is why we're not hitting targets. Right. This is why sales targets are not being set. It's because we've tracked it all the way back and we're seeing that the benchmark that we had set for the website is not performing the way it should. And then you can take corrective action and the action then becomes something very targeted. Right. So the reason why, you know, you want to, to look at optimization is because it really helps to, you know, set you clear on very specific direction of what you need to do. And you're not just pulling things out of a hat. You're not just, you know, making corrective action and hoping it's sick, right? You're just not, you know. So I, I like this point because, yeah, you must, you cannot manage what you don't know. And if you have that assessment and you know, okay, this is where I am, then you can set what, the, you know, what your next steps are. 100%. And Dana is saying, when you understand your business benchmarks, it makes the world a different place. It 100% does. It makes your business world a different place because it's almost like your eyes have been open, <laughs> right? <laughs> what is it? The fruit on the tree that someone ate and then all of a sudden it's like, wow. <laughs> um, so that is that happens for you, right? That That's exactly what happens. And you're like, man, this is where I'm at. And it's not a bad thing. And sometimes hearing our numbers makes us a little bit uncomfortable, right? People get uncomfortable when they hear the numbers. I, we talk to clients all the time. And when we tell them, because sometimes they're spending time in these places like social media, Instagram, doing things that may not help them. And it, when we show them where their numbers are, they're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know this channel was performing better for me. And I've been spending spending my time over here. I didn't realize this was happening and I've been doing this. They're, they're, they just, they're not thinking about it in relation to the goals, right? They're thinking about it is this is the activity I need to get done because this is what they tell me is a part of the whole digital marketing game, right? Uh, and absolutely not. So you must understand your benchmarks. Yeah. And if you don't mind me adding one more thing to that as you go along is that from a sales perspective, and I'm co-signing on what Andrea said about, you know, the, the knowing where you are and the math behind it. The, the one thing that all of us, I want all of us to, to really, you know, sit really firm in the seat is that there is no such thing as 100% conversion in this world. So it is, it is a rare day and, and 
uh, I want that person to come on this show that tells me they convert 100% of the people that come into their site. So that being said, in order to get that conversion, you have to bring a lot in in order for you to get to that 20 or that five that you need. You There's a lot that needs to come in. So you have to embrace reaching out, having that conversion rate initially being small in order for you to get to your number. So 100 people coming through and converting five, 5% conversion, believe it or not, is really good in many play in many industries. So you have to be considerate of that and don't, you know, flinch when you hear us say things like that. Look at your industry averages, look at the numbers that come through and set that realistic expectation. It doesn't mean that you failed because you can you didn't convert hundred percent. That's the reality of it all, but you have to have sound components in place in order for your sales strategy and this optimization to work. So I, I'm going to add something, but this is going to be a crowd. Um, the reality of the situation is that conversion rates are low. <laughs> conversion rates are low. So you're not going to get to a 100% conversion. You're probably, if you understand your industry, you're probably going to get to a 2 to 5% conversion if so much. And the more traffic you bring in, <laughs> the lower the conversion rate. That's not what you're looking at, right? What you're looking at is, am I converting to my goals? So conversion rates are generally, they are low, but you have to think about where people in my, where are they in my world? That's where the nurture sequence comes in. That's where a lot of the different elements come in. So I was talking to a client the other day and every time I gave her a conversion rate, she was like, oh my God, that's so low. And she was like, and I was just like, what was your expectation, right? Every time I gave her, it was just like her, but she didn't really even know what her expectation was, but she knew what she felt was low. So it's, you gotta set these benchmarks really help you to set expectations, understand where you should be. So I'm going to say it again, conversion rates are usually low. No. <laughs> That's fact. All right. So moving on to the next uh, point. Uh, so how to optimize your um, digital marketing strategy. So <sighs> the best place to start was really with a thorough evaluation of your current strategy, right? To identify those areas that are underperforming. So the first thing you do is you get to the benchmarks. When you do the benchmarks, there are things that stand out to you right away that you're like glaring. I need to fix this. I need to fix this. But then you get into really that deeper place of what are the things that I'm doing? Do I have a strategy in place? Am I being more tactical? Uh, what are the things that I've been doing? And going back to the look at those things to say, all right, you know what? I've been running Google ads. And as I've been running Google ads, maybe I've been using too many broad terms and I haven't niched down enough. So I'm seeing a lot of traffic, but they're not converting. How do I go back and look at my Google ad strategy to make that more effective? Maybe I'm running social media ads and it's the same thing. You're driving the traffic, but no one's converting. So what's happening there? You're getting the people to come, but are they the right people? So that's when you start digging in deeper, right? So first it's the benchmarks. That's the first gauge. Then it's what's going on with all the things that I'm doing and what's happening with it. As soon as you identify those areas that you're underperforming in, all of a sudden you start building out, hey, these are some of the things that I need to fix. And of course, we'll talk about that in the next slide, but these are some of the things that I need to fix. And it becomes a little bit easier uh, because now you have those, the benchmark information. So it really is leading in to understand where am I and evaluating. So 
I'm going to plug the quiz again here, right? <laughs> because that's what our quiz does. Our quiz really helps you to understand that effectiveness of your strategy, to understand and see those underperforming areas very quickly um, by just answering some yes or no questions. <laughs> so take the quiz. Uh, I'm going to pass it off to who's going to say something next. <laughs> In the, in the next couple of slides as we go through and, and where when we're casting that net to to pull people in the target audience and, and those are, are going to be really important because that will help your conversion rate <laughs> because you're, you're speaking to people who want and are looking and seeking what you have to offer and your your vision of relieving their pain and, and meeting their need. So I think this is a really important part for, for you to sit and spend a moment here to ensure that you're being quite intentional at this stage because it is going to make or break what's going to happen in the next three components of this and whether or not you're spending your time and your money wisely. And I like that you mentioned, you know, about a lot of business owners think that one platform is what's driving business for them. And it turns out to be another. I think that's just a hone in on that. That tends to be a big, a big area that we find when we deal with small businesses, that when we evaluate, that evaluation is going to give you some very necessary information. First off the bat, where you should be or where's the best to be besides your own website, which we'll always plug that, you know, you've got to have your own real estate. It's called a website and you've got to have that, that lockdown, but this you're starting this optimization by just understanding again yes where where and what's driving traffic what's the real behavior of your customer base your ideal customer base right and therefore how are you talking to them on an ongoing basis so don't work on the feeling strategies what you're saying michael don't feel your way through this yes yeah, yeah it's, it's you know don't don't feel and don't and and more than feel i know we talk about you know not having feelings but don't trend don't go with trends right don't don't look at it at well i think i think feel think and you know suppose that my audience is here or there right use the data you guys took it right out of my mouth i was coming to say do you remember on this show when i said stop feeling start calculating right so we could tag on there stop feeling start evaluating an evaluation, whether it's, you know, with your marketing strategy like this, whether it's financial, any sort of evaluation is a great way to remove feelings from a process. It removes what you think and it allows the results to speak and it gives the results a voice. So stop feeling and thinking what you, you know, what you think or what you think is best, but let the, let the, the results speak for itself. And you know, I know some people will say, but, you know, I have a gut feeling about something, you know, and I think sometimes in business, we, there's, a there's a romantic story about business owners going with their gut, right? I've been reading these stories and I'm like, okay, it sounds nice. And, and, the, and the same way we, we look at rom-coms and they make, you know, relationships look so pretty. I think there's, there's this thing that business writers do where they make the business journey seem so, you know, gutsy. And, you know, they stuck with it and went with their guts and things. So now small business owners think that well, whatever I think is right because I'm going with my gut. Right. Listen, we need that. So do a process.
proper evaluation. Evaluations are a great way to remove the feeling and let the results speak. Sure is. <laughs> no said. <laughs> what she said. <laughs> so let's talk about optimization tools, right? What are some of the optimization tools? So that's, you know, another big question out there um, is, you know, how do, how do I use the tools? What are the tools? So right away, I'll give you two free effective tools that can really transform that performance. It's Google Analytics and Google Search Console. Those are free tools that you can sign up for. Uh, if you're working with an agency, ask them, you know, hey, I didn't have Google Analytics before. I want to make sure that's set up. Uh, and Google Search Console. What this tells you is how people are coming to your site, how they're searching for you. Uh, it gives you a lot of information. And what it does is it also connects to all your other platforms. So at a glance, you can actually have a quick dashboard. Even if you just looked at the first homepage that they have when you log in, what you get to see is really quickly, hey, um, here's how the traffic that came to my site in the last seven days. You can change it to 30 days. It gives you a quick snapshot of what's happening. Where did they come from? from, what time did they come, the day they came, how long they spent on the site, was it a high engagement rate? So right away, you're able to start assessing. Uh, in Google Search Console, you start, you're able to see what are the keywords people are searching for to get to me. So are those the keywords that are important to you? Or are those the keywords that are right for your business? And then from those things, you get to start making some changes. So right, getting back to evaluating, using these tools as a point of evaluation to say, hey, I can make some changes to this. I I drive, I spend a lot, knowing I might spend a lot of time on Instagram, right? You might be spending a lot of time on Instagram or your agency might say to you, hey, social media is the way to go. Let's do um, a lot of posts on Instagram, a lot of reels. So you might see that pick up, but then you get to your Google Analytics and no one from Instagram is coming to your website. No one is leaving reels. They're not doing anything. So is the agency spending the right time? Should they be spending more time in search engine optimization, Google? So you get to ask those questions. You get to ask them to see your Google Analytics and you want this explained to you. You want to know, hey, how are you using this information? And you should ask a lot of questions about it. Uh, Google Search Console, the same thing. We jump in when we're doing our performance analysis with clients. We walk into their Google Search Console. We walk into their Google Analytics. We set up dashboards from Google Analytics so that it's really clear to them how the, the metrics that they need to look at, we help them identify those KPIs. So it becomes really easy for them to see, hey, these tools really work and I can jump in here and almost not check up on the agency, but maybe check up on the agency. <laughs> I love how you added that last little bit. <laughs> Just maybe check up on the agency. And lots of aha moments, right? When we are looking at Google Analytics and Search Console, as Samara was just saying, you know, we've worked with a lot of clients who... Once we, we were going through this, this performance review, performance analysis, they start to see things. They start to see markets. They didn't realize that people were interested in, in their service and their products. They start to realize, you know, what it is that people really want answered. What questions? What are the real pain points? And these are free tools. So again, anything that you can leverage as a small business, you should and absolutely must use to inform your, your, your decisions. Absolutely. You know, it brings me back to that. Uh, one of our clients that what we saw was when we went into Google Search Console and we started optimizing their website, they went to a lot of conferences and the owner of the company, people actually searched his name more than 
they search for the business. So we started, that was something that we could start leading into. So we started to see that there was an opportunity for him to establish and build his brand more. He was already working on doing that, but we got to see, hey, this is how they search. Of course, because he's showing up at these conferences, it's easy for people to maybe recognize his name and search for that really quickly. So that was something that showed up in Google Search Console that also informed some strategies and some optimization pieces. Uh, because of course he had great content uh, he had already a podcast, so you could start pushing people in that direction so they could start binging his content like we talked about at the beginning. So just some information, some optimization information that has come out of Google Search Console for one of our clients. And let's talk ad spend, right? Don't waste that money. Just don't waste that money. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Don't waste the money on ad spend. Sometimes we are putting the money into these ads and we're not understanding the performance of it. And Google Analytics tells you the performance. You'll get a lot of traffic. A lot of times you spend money on Google ads. Another client we had spending money on Google ads and the terms were so broad, it was driving traffic to their site but they weren't relevant. So they're spending maybe 500 bucks on a monthly basis. And when we kind of narrowed it down and niched it down, because that's where you want to be in a space with Google Analytics. It's not really, not with Google ads. It's not really so broad. You want to be as niche as possible because there's still a lot of people searching for those terms. And you, as we talked about, conversion rates aren't really high. So you want to get to a space of maybe a two to 5% conversion. And those are the people that you're going after. So ad spend sometimes working with another client, we were able to bring their ad spend down, you know, and that sometimes agencies are like, let's take the ad spend up. And we're like, okay, realistically, we can take this ad spend down and their CFO probably love that. Right. <laughs> and then they can take that money and put that in another place. So sometimes the optimization is not about spend more. So you really have to understand the strategy that works best for your business. Right. On to slide number six or question. I'm sorry. Question number six. What is an example of digital optimization? And so, you know, sometimes you, you know, you're thinking through, you're like, oh my God, you guys are giving me so many concepts, so many ideas, so many things to think about. Um, what is digital optimization? So it's as simple as conducting an A-B test, right? So you want to send an email. You're like, hey, I want to send an email, but I really, I have two subject lines and I want to understand which one works better. So you want to send the same email with different subject lines, test out the subject lines, see which one, maybe you're sending it. You have a hundred people. You have, let's say you have hundred people in your database and you say, before I test this, I want to send it to 20 people. I'm going to send 10, this one headline. I'm going to send 10, this other subject line, right? And then check to see where the conversion rates are higher. So that's as simple as, that's as simple as an A-B test can be. What you want to do with A-B testing is always make sure that you're only changing one thing. Because if you change 10 things, <laughs> you can't tell what worked, right? So you want to do simple things like that. So if you're working with an agency and they're doing testing, that's the space that you want to be in. You're like, okay, what are we testing? What's the one thing? You should know that they're only testing one thing because that's the only way you're able to gauge. Uh, things that you want to also optimize is maybe your social media marketing. Maybe you are spending money on social media ads and it's not driving that traction that you need. Maybe you want to spend more time building reels where you're doing some education and starting to look to see, you know, are people paying attention to it? Where can you change the social media strategy? Uh, you know, can you add more keywords to the captions? Can you add more hashtags? Where can you change that social media strategy so that it is working to do something that you want it to do, right? It's working to 
get you an email address, maybe get people to come back to your YouTube channel. You know, maybe you're using social media to drive them to a place that really matters to you where you can get them to binge and convert a little bit more, right? Or maybe you're optimizing your SEO campaign. Maybe you're looking at, in SEO, we talk about keywords a lot, but there's so many other things that you need to do in SEO. Uh, you might need to do some backlinks, you know, so you want to link back from other websites that are authority websites, YouTube, uh, your podcast uh, link is an authority website. Uh, maybe you're looking at the metadata information, right? Understanding when you, for instance, if someone searches for your business, what pops up in that that blurb within Google, you want to look to see where the other areas that your agency is optimizing for you. What are the things that can be done outside of just the things that you hear all the time, right? Because there are little things that can be done to move the needle. So if we had to look at optimization, these are three clear examples of ways that you can optimize uh, your business, your strategies, and your marketing campaigns. And I know we're rolling out close to the top of the hour, so I'll just add, even optimizing your customer and buyer journeys is part of digital optimization as well. Absolutely. You can optimize any part of that strategy, right? So the buyer journeys, all those things, you want to look to see where the area is and what are the things, what are, what's, what are you doing now? Always that current state and what are the changes that we're going to make? Because you want to document that. You want your agency to document it so you can start building the blueprint for that magic formula specifically for your business, right? All right. So point number seven, which is what are the stages of digital optimization? So the stages are the first stage is getting the information, getting the data and the insights. The second stage is really identifying areas for improvement. Right away, you should be looking to see where can I make some improvement. The third stage is building out that strategic plan, right? Looking back at the plan that you have now, the things that you've been doing and saying, okay, these are the elements that I need to move around. These are the things that I need to change. I need to focus on link backs for my SEO campaign. I need to focus on, uh, you know, more niche keywords for my uh, Google ads campaign. I need to focus on more uh, keywords for my social media campaign or focus on more reels. That's where you start developing that plan, right? And then the fourth stage is really testing and refinement. So you're always in a state of testing, refinement, testing, refinement, test, refine, test, refine. You get back to that place all the time. And then I hate to sound cliche, but it's a rinse and repeat situation. Gather the information, identify the areas for improvement, create a strategic plan, and then test and refine. And then you do this over and over and over again. <laughs> and that my, that my friends is the seven questions that we've answered around uh, digital optimization and how to really be in a space where you are effectively able to uh, measure uh, and, and optimize uh, your digital marketing campaigns to really make sure that you are improving results. Whew, that was a lot of fun, guys. What'd you think? <laughs> We made it to the end. <laughs> I love this part because what what you're, you you've given digestible. You know, we sp we've spoken about things that are they're they're easy to consume, easy to to implement, stay on track, and they're really G easy GPS guide to get from one place to another. Just stay focused. It is um, not complicated, involved but not complicated. Involved, but not complicated. I love that. We should do another sound. <laughs>
<laughs> I don't know what this one is. <laughs> All right, I'm ODing now. So <laughs> this was so much fun. <laughs> but, you know, we got some things to do before we get out of here. So number one, definitely connect with us. Connect with us on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're slowly growing our YouTube channel. Every time I look, I see a new subscriber. And every time I look, I also see new views. So we're so excited that it is working. Super excited about that. Uh, definitely connect with us on LinkedIn. If you are not a YouTuber, that's okay. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Check out the Your Business and Digital page. That's also growing a lot. So thank you to everyone that has followed us, subscribed. We're really excited about that. If YouTube or LinkedIn is not your thing, check us out on our podcast. We are on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Amazon, and we're on Google as well. So definitely check us out there. Uh, we're always so excited that you join us at Your Business and Digital. Our plan is to really help you connect the dots between sales, marketing, finance, operations, and make sure that you are developing a strategic plan that works to help you achieve your business goals. <laughs> Okay, last thing, take the quiz, take the quiz, take the quiz. <laughs> we talked about it today, the evaluation piece. We talked about really being able to build that blueprint, that formula. We talked about really getting to a place of understanding your current state. The quiz helps you to do that. Understand your numbers, understand your current state. Take the quiz, take the quiz, take the quiz. We're going to drop the link on the YouTube channel so that you can take the quiz. Uh, but if you, if you want to right now, definitely, if you are on a desktop, take your phone, scan the QR code, just like you do at restaurants, take the quiz. <laughs> All right, team. Woo, so many things to say. <laughs> we are kicking May off really well. Thank you very much. Week two, believe it or not. May, right? Can you imagine that? So Dana, oh, thank you, Dana. Great show. We love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Guys, so definitely we want you to mm -hmm. share this small business, let them know about your business in digital. We are talking to you about how you can work with an agency, questions you should answer, you should know the answers to, things you should know as a small business owner, as a CFO, as a CMO, as a sales leader, as a sales team. These are things that you really need to understand to get to that place of money in the bank, right? To get to that place of achieving your business goals. That was That's what we're all trying to achieve as we grow our businesses. So uh, definitely share this show because that's what we're talking about in this space. So have an amazing Monday. Thank you so much for joining us. Guys, it's always a pleasure being here with you guys. Uh, I have so much fun on a Monday and a Wednesday. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And we will see you guys Wednesday. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.